0: podcast, where we provide insight and encouragement to pastors and volunteers serving in small churches. I am your host, Joseph Obisherson, and uh, welcome you to this beautiful, beautiful episode. Uh, if this is your first time, I want to specially welcome you. Um, you've joined us at a very, very good time. Um If it's your first time, I would want you to please uh, listen to previous episodes, uh, a few of them, uh, because the the podcast only started um, just a couple of weeks ago. We actually officially launched um, uh, on the 3rd of September 2022, uh, in case you're listening to these, you know, uh, in the years ahead, and so uh, we provide uh, insight and encouragement to Pastors and uh, volunteers who are serving in a small church setting So if you uh, belong to a home church or a small group uh, Or you serve in a church of 50, of 100, of 75, of 150 Of um, whatever the number uh, uh, may be uh, As long as it's uh, a small church by definition, we take churches that are less than 200 uh, in number uh, gathering on a Sunday or whatever time that they choose to gather as a, a small church. So we provide uh, insight and encouragement to help them to serve with more passion and uh, purpose. Uh, today, we're just going to be concluding uh, on our thoughts on uh, 10 ways. To prevent your pastor from quitting next month um, Like I said, if you, this is your first time Thank you for stopping by um, But I'm sure you're going to, it's going to do you a great deal of good If you uh, catch up with uh, the part 1 uh, of this episode um, So this is the concluding part From the last part, from part 1 uh, We mentioned 5 uh, ways to prevent your pastor from quitting next month and i'll just quickly run through them number one we said pray for him number two show him appreciation and uh, number three we said uh step up to do things um, uh, for him or at least to relieve him um, number four uh, we said show love to um, their family um, and then number five we said pay your pastor uh, a fair wage pay your pastor of fair wage, and number six today, I would like to um, talk about give him the benefit of the doubt. Give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, somehow, <laughs> uh, as pastors, we get reported a lot. You know, we are in the business of uh, preaching, teaching, uh, communicating and um, there's no way you're going to serve within that context and you're not going to maybe say things uh, that people will probably misunderstand or um, misinterpret or whatever the case may be uh, and because uh, pastors uh, lead churches uh, you you are likely to find yourself in a situation where um, somebody did not actually get uh, what you're trying to pass across uh, whether verbal or non-verbal, as the case may be, we get reported a lot, uh, and so it is important uh, as um, uh, a church member or a church volunteer to try and give your pastor the benefit of the doubt. What, what I mean by that is uh, uh, to believe, you know, when, to believe something that is good about someone um, rather than something bad when you have the choice uh, or the possibility of doing either. Um, so, so it is. Um, it is a very toxic feeling when a pastor knows that church members don't even believe the best of them. You know, um, but on the other hand, it is a very good moral booster if um, if the pastor thinks that uh, at least the people that they're serving uh, believe very much in them. For instance, uh, uh, you could actually walk up to your pastor. For instance, if you get some information about him that you think is not, it's not. Um, is not um, in sync with what you expect from, you know, from your pastor, or, or that's uh, something negative, it, it, it would be a good idea to walk up to your pastor and say, look, pastor, I, I just want to confirm something. Uh, did you actually do this or did you actually say this? And, um, and you'll be surprised that uh, your pastor will actually be willing and ready to, you know, explain uh, one way or the other. Uh, you might be able to get perspective from whatever the explanation is. Can you imagine a situation where actually what you have heard uh, that the pastor had done or said um, maybe he had actually not said so or, or he meant it in, in, in another way, and then the pastor is able to clarify that. You know, the pastor is going to leave that kind of a, con- uh, a meeting, uh, you know, encouraged to at least know that someone. You know, um, believe the best of them and someone is actually looking out for them. Even if those things were negative and, and the pastor is able to confirm, look, it's actually happened. I'm sorry. I said it. You, uh, at least you will have, you will have given the pastor an opportunity to explain one way or the other. Uh, and either way, it, it will have helped to, uh, uh, let the pastor know that at least someone is, is, is thinking highly of him. Uh, Like I said, even though, even in instances when he has maybe, um, you know, dropped the ball, uh, done something wrong, the fact that you have given the opportunity for him to to say something about it uh, will at least uh, register in his mind as uh, someone is looking out for me, someone believes the best of me. uh, And so it's going to indeed boost his, his morale. So give your pastor the benefit of the doubt. Number seven. Allow him rest after Sunday service. <laughs> you know, allow him rest after Sunday service. And I said after Sunday service, not not just uh, Sunday service, actually. After any time of, um, of ministry, uh, you know, um, allow him rest. Um, virtue has gone out of him. Uh, you remember the story uh, when Jesus uh, was passing by and um, a, a lady touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, somebody has touched me. Luke chapter eight, now. Uh, verse 45, was 45, 46. Um, somebody has touched me. Uh, and uh, everyone was like, <laughs> you, you are in the midst of the crowd, you know. Uh, so uh, saying that someone has touched you, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, everyone is touching you, you know. Uh, and Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceived power going from me. You know when pastors uh serve in church in their church or minister or preach um you know something uh goes out of them uh, you know virtue power uh, has gone out of them uh, and some of these things are would be very draining you know not just not just emotionally not just even you know, spiritually but also physically so so it is important to you allow him to have uh, some time of rest uh especially after Sunday service, he has preached, he has uh, um, you know, uh minister to people, maybe uh, you know, even a bit of counseling after Sunday service, and he's, he's now just ready to go back home, you know. And then uh when he gets home, he just he just wants to rest. You know, it's not a very good time to begin to call him. Or to begin to come and visit or, or talk about or so just just allow him to to have some time to rest and to recuperate you know he, he has um he has probably been studying over the course of the week you know preparing for for the service uh so after the service is over and after what we refer to as post-service fellowship uh just allow him to go and rest and uh, um, in instances when uh, pastors are on vacation, allow their vacation to be real <laughs> vacation, not, not Pastor, can I just drop something with you, you know, uh, maybe you pray about this, you know. While the pastor is on vacation, uh, some churches actually um, give their pastors sabbatical. I think it's a good idea, a period of rest. It will help him to uh, stay fresh. And not, and not to burn out. Uh, Oftentimes, when pastors, I I, I think the other time I had a pastor of a fairly large church uh, saying he was the one that uh, would usually first come um, uh, to church first, and then he would be the one to leave last. You know, uh, that sounds like, uh, you know, what, you know, pastors of smaller churches, even experience, so I was I was surprised to hear that from uh, from this pastor, this respected pastor of uh, a fairly large large church. Uh, so so when the pastor comes in, uh, he comes in very early in the morning, uh, you know, to do things or uh, preparing for service, and then all those joining after the service uh, is often the last. Person to leave. Sometimes he's even the one that, <laughs> that has the key to, to lock the church. Uh, so when he goes home, uh, he wants to go and rest. Just allow him rest, you know, allow him rest after Sunday service. Allow him rest after a period of ministry. It's, it's going to help him not to burn out. Um, number eight, I believe number eight, uh, respect him. Uh, in other words, show him honor. Uh, show him honor Show him good respect Now, honor is not necessarily just what you say uh, But how you act to him Your attitudes towards your pastor You, you know, pastors uh, are not Unfortunately, especially in the Western community uh, Are not very much respected outside of the church setting You know, uh, people don't think very highly of them As a matter of fact, some people think that they are very lazy folks <laughs> You know, uh, who just... Um, uh, lazy around in the course of the week, and then on Sunday they just, uh, you know, uh, uh, give some thirty minutes, forty-five minutes lecture, and then they go back to their cocoon for another week. That, that's that's an idea, um, uh, you know, uh, of of who a pastor is to to many people. Outside of the church. So they don't they don't respect them a great deal, which is quite unfortunate. Uh, but to have salt so injury, as they're saying in some local parlance, <laughs> uh, uh, you can imagine not actually also being honored or respected uh, within your church. You know, within your church. Um, it's it's um um it's it's not very encouraged. You don't treat him like an hireling. You know, even if it's fully funded by the church in in a full time role, uh, treat him as a shepherd, not an hireling. And hireling is someone you hire to look after the the, the floor. Uh, a, a shepherd is actually the one that you is given the he resp- Is the one that, if you like, quote and unquote, um, have direct responsibility, hones the sheep. Uh, just treat him as, as an under-shepherd. Obviously, the pastor doesn't hone the people in the church, he's an under-shepherd under the bishop and the shepherd of our soul, the Lord Jesus Christ, but it is important to give him that honor. You know, uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 comes to mind when he talks about letting the elders who rule well be counted worthy of, of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine, and that's 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 what pastors uh, usually uh, will do. They labor in word, they will labor in doctrine, uh, and so the pastor. Encor- I mean, the Bible encourages us to honor them. You know, uh, Honor in this instance, actually, also apart from you know the issue of uh, you know showing good respect. Uh, actually also bothers on on the area of, you know, financial remuneration, which we had, uh, alluded to uh, uh, in the previous podcast. Respect him, show him honor. He's going to add so much value to uh, to who he, he, he believes he is, uh, and he's going to add so much value to the work that he does, uh, and, and that's going to keep him uh, going. Show him respect, show him honor. Uh, number nine. Attend uh, regularly. Attend church services regularly. Attend meetings regularly. Uh, someone says, "How is that uh, um, a, a kind of uh, a help for the pastor?" Uh, you don't get it. A uh, Pastors people too. Um, there's nothing as deflating and discouraging as spending the whole week preparing, uh, you know, uh, for a meeting or for a service, uh, only to uh, see no one showing up or a or, or few uh, people showing up, uh, showing up rather. Uh, it, it's quite discouraging. So so when you attend regularly, there is a way it communicates to your pastor that you actually value what they do and that you are actually benefiting from it. Uh, and and it's actually, uh, it, it lifts the mood of the pastor. It makes him feel that he's doing something worthwhile, something important. Uh, you know, and, and when I say show up and, um, not just a few people, I'm aware that we're talking about small churches here. Uh, obviously, we're not expecting a, a crowd of, 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 of hundreds or thousands. Uh, but, but I'm talking about, you know, the regular people that the church, um, um, that the pastor knows are, are members of the church showing up, um, you know, in 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 church services. Of course, the pastor already knows that his pastor's a, a small church. He's not expecting a crowd, but it's a very it's a psychological blow to notice that the people that you're serving are not even showing up for for church um, ministry and things like that. Um, so it's important to attend uh, regularly. Now I, I know that there are instances in churches where we have uh, this. Um, uh, obsession with with programs, uh, and that that's a, a different you know uh, kettle of fish. That's a, a different topic on its own, uh, which we're going to probably address into uh, sometime in the future because um, there are there are instances when uh, churches load the entire week with programs, and, and so it becomes very difficult for, for, uh, church members to be able to attend all of this, you know, array of, um, you know, uh, of church meetings and church services and committee, uh, gatherings and all those things. Uh, um, it, it becomes a, a bit of a burden, but I'm just talking about, you know, uh, focusing on, you know, regular, uh, church service. Uh, the Bible talks about not forsaking the assembling of one another. So, attending church regularly, attending services regularly is a moral booster for your pastor. It's one of the ways to align not to think of quitting uh, next month. Uh number ten, 10 and that's the final one. Uh, We've not arranged this in any particular order. Um so, so it's, it's in no particular order. Uh, I'm just um, just um, sharing thoughts as, as it comes to me. Uh, number ten: bring new people to church, or at least start by inviting people, you know, to come to church. Uh, you know, pastors believe that they are in people's business, and and I, I think it's it's a it's a fair you know position to take, you know, uh, and so they uh, evaluate how much impact that they are uh, making uh, by reason of the people that show up, you know, especially when new people show up. When when one or two new people show up in a church service, especially in a small church, it's it's like Christmas has arrived early, (laughs) you know. (laughs) The pastor is excited, he's elated. I'm not just a pastor. I mean, if you have been part of a small church, you would know that You know, every person that shows up, you know, brings a kind of a vibe into that community, you know, because uh, we we are in people's uh, business, uh, kind of, you know, uh, whatever we do, if it does not impact on people or does not touch people, does not attract people, uh, does not seem to be making so much uh, uh, sense to us. uh, So so we we think that we are in people's business. uh, And so... Uh, inviting people to church bringing people to church is also going to help them boost the morale of, of, of your of your pastor uh, as a matter of fact I, I suggest that you even go the extra mile you know whenever the the, the, the church uh, you have brought someone to church after the end of the service why don't you walk up to your pastor and just and just introduce the person to the pastor and say this person i invited um i've brought him to church and all this." you you look at the face of your pastor is going to be lit you know with excitement and, and and is going to be you know uh, very happy uh, that you have done that. Uh, bring new people to church um, and and introduce them, like I said, uh, to your pastor. Uh, these are some of the ways, ten ways um, um, that that you can actually help to stem the tide of pastors quitting. Um, every month, quitting their ministry, quitting their work. Uh, I hope this has kind of ministered to you. Like I said, our podcast is not just for pastors. It's also for pastors or for volunteers, uh, members of the church who are actively involved in the life of the church. We know um, that there are people who are members of the church that really love their churches. They really love their pastors. And so uh, we've decided to provide some content to help you know how to um, support your pastor and to help them so that they don't think of uh, uh, quitting or at least they don't um, act out on their thought of quitting. Uh, if these podcasts have been a tremendous uh, blessing to you, one of the ways to help us is to uh, share the podcast. I would like you to subscribe um, to it um, and that's one of the ways that you can help us so that Um, We can get more subscription and be able to get to uh, other people, other members of the church, volunteers, other pastors. So please subscribe to Small Church Realities Podcast. Small Church Realities Podcast. You can also uh, check on further information uh, on what this podcast is all about and what we do on our website, smallchurchrealities.com. Smallchurchrealities.com. Please help to share the word. Help to uh, get the link. Uh, share to, uh, to, with your friends and and, um, and 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 help them to connect with what uh, you have benefited from this podcast. Until next time I uh, come across uh, around to you again, uh, make sure you keep preaching the word, uh, living the word, and con- continue to impart your community through Jesus. God bless you. Absolutely.